Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small, on your favorite podcatcher. And there's like 11 billion podcatchers, so subscribe, like, and get your notifications squared away on all your social media platforms so that when we have a new one of these, you know instantaneously that we have a new one of these. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. You know, the last podcast, I was teasing some crazy stories. And surprisingly, I think it was one of the tamest Thanksgivings we've had in a while. We rotate families for holidays. So it was so, my- so you just swap out families. Hey, three houses down. Yes, it's your time. Yes. Yeah. We stay put. No, I'm just joking. We <laughs> go somewhere else. We, we just switch family. So it was my husband's turn. You didn't His like family. the first family, so you're just getting another <laughs> yes, one. We're switching yeah. families. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> so we went up to Lake Hartwell, his family's lake house, and just had a beautiful Thanksgiving with nieces and nephews and family. And besides everyone getting a little too tipsy, uh-huh. I really don't have any crazy stories this year. I'm kind of disappointed. Okay. Well, so uh, then I guess that leaves it to me. All right. Yeah. So here's here's what happened. All right. So last Wednesday, we had a massive day. That's our big day for taping and mm-hmm. shooting things here yeah. at GPB, where it is... You the, shoot three shows in a row. After coming, after doing yes. my morning show for, for soccer down here, that went from 9 to 11. I left, came in, did Bracketology which at is 1, live. At, which is live on Facebook, on a GPB Sports Facebook Live at 1, uh, like, friend, and follow along there as well. Then we taped Recruiting 2020. And we had to do that live to tape, like literally live to tape. There was no second chance, no nothing. We did that at 4. And so at 4.30 on the nose, that one was done because everything had rolled for the commercial break. And then 5 o'clock, you come in for countdown to kickoff. Mm-hmm. 5.30, we're off the air. Then I change clothes, hop in the car, and drive to be with the boss and uh, her mom mm-hmm. in a town 20 minutes north of Dothan, Alabama. So literally, it was a four-hour drive. I got was worried it, about you. Got in there like about nine fifteen. Okay. Uh, so four hours. I mean, it was raining most of the time. So I, I, you know, the beast really can't go seventy miles an hour anyway, or seventy-five or eighty. So it's like seventy, and you're okay. Uh, the beast is this close to three hundred fifty-seven thousand miles. By the way, I twenty, right? Uh, no, it was uh, eighty-five to Montgomery, and then two thirty-one down okay. to uh, Ozark. Which you're is... going seventy miles an hour on I eighty-five. Mm-hmm. Because it's 60, I worry, it's 60, I worry for you. It's sixty-five mile an hour speed limits. <laughs> yeah, but but, but I but I also but I also couldn't do that when it was raining. So yeah. I, I, you no, know, I I'm, know, I'm, I'm not going to hydroplane. <laughs> but uh, so I go to uh, I go to my uh, go to the boss's uh, house with her mother-in-law. So we're there. And she wanted to do some new traditions. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just glad you made it, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and made it back. Mm-hmm. All right. So otherwise, you'd be doing this show by yourself. Yes. And that and would lot, be and, interesting, and the, everybody. And the listenership would increase <laughs> about eightfold. So I don't think uh, so. so. All right. So I get I get to Ozark. Okay. And mother-in-law wanted to do new traditions for Thanksgiving. So she Aren't decided. We pass new traditions. I uh-uh. mean, okay. No. I mean, okay. This is brunch. This okay. is like brunch. Okay. Instead of doing like breakfast, she wanted to do brunch, and okay. so we went to. Uh, I went to the uh, restaurant chain that is a house that deals in waffles. 
mm-hmm. and she wanted a pecan waffle, and the boss wanted a double order of hash browns with a lot of stuff on it. And, the only way. And I wanted two grilled cheese sandwiches on wheat bread with a triple order of hash browns with nothing on it. Nothing? You yeah. No smothered? No. No covered? No. No. Patty Patty went all the way to uh, 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 peppered. Wow. She goes all the way to that. Wow. Yeah. And so we did that. And then for dinner, we had ham. There were like nine different casseroles that had vegetables in them that I didn't eat. And there's this rice recipe that is a family rice recipe that is absolutely amazing. It was one of the first things that Patty ever made for us when we were dating. It's like, you know, uh, you know, you see if you can like my cooking or anything. And Win you over with the secret rice recipe. Oh, yeah, she did, because this is absolutely amazing. And literally, here it is. And this is a third-generation usage of this recipe. It is white rice. Are you about to spill the family secret well, right it, here on the podcast? It's Sacy's rice, but okay. I mean, but it, you know. I'm, I'm, writing, I'm writing this down. Seriously. All right, so here, here's what it is. It is white rice in, in, a, in a bowl, mm-hmm. beef consomme, two cans. Okay. And an entire, and then this is how old the recipe is. It's an entire stick of oleo, is how it is written. Wow. Not not butter or margarine. Oleo. That's how it's written. Okay. And so, but you know, it's a, a whole stick of butter into this into this uh, glass bowl with the beef consomme and the white rice. The white rice turns brown literally because of the consomme, and it is absolutely amazing. And I will have it as a meal in and of itself because when Patty will make it, she'll always make a lot more. And I'll have it for lunch the next day on its own. It's that good. Wow. And so we did that in key lime cake, not key lime pie, mm, key, lime cake. key lime cake. Key lime cake is like vanilla cake on the inside, but you have key lime icing on the top. And then, oh, on, the in, and then on the in-betweens, you have the, the key lime uh, filling on, okay. in, in between the sections. So that was what we did for new traditions. Sounds delicious. We had ham, and I ate all the rice and had ham and the key lime cake. I had two pieces of key lime cake at like 3.30 in the afternoon. Completely spoiled everything for me, but yeah. it didn't really matter. Mm. So that was uh, that was the, the new traditions. Then uh, came back. We had our game on Friday. Then uh, I stopped talking because I'd been pretty much talking ever since Wednesday. <laughs> Rest your voice, yeah, John. And so that's pretty much where it was. So what, what did we do on uh, Friday night? Well— you know, I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. We hope everyone out there had a great yes. Thanksgiving, too. I'm sorry I don't have more stories to report. My meals turned out good. No one burned anything. It was really just a beautiful Thanksgiving. So I hope everyone else had the same as well. But let's uh, talk a little football. Okay. So our, our Football Friday game of the week was the big round one cat fight yes. between Camden County and Parkview at the Big Orange Jungle in Lilburn, one of my favorite places to broadcast from. I love the energy at the Big Orange Jungle. The Panthers dominated on offense most of the game, especially senior running back Cody Brown. Wow, was he good on Friday night. The Wildcats held on defensively, though, taking this one to OT. Parkview eventually pulled it out with a 24-17 win. I thought Camden County did a great job of holding on, John. They did. But Cody Brown. Oh, yeah. I think on the last podcast that I said you don't know which Cody Brown you're going to get this season. I don't know if he's necessarily been struggling with an injury, but he's had his ups and downs, and he was up on Friday. 278 and 3 on 43 carries. And there's a reason that he was the Georgia Cotton Commission player of the game, the Georgia mm-hmm. Cotton Commission, the natural choice for Georgia. So there you go. Uh, 43 for 278. And Jamie Felix, you can't discount what yes, uh, of course, Felix. Jamie Felix mm-hmm. did on the ground for Camden. Also, Micah Morris playing both ways. Jamie Felix playing both ways for Camden. Uh, Camden County, great effort. What else stuck out to you, you in uh, round one across the board? 
Across the board, well, my board is kind of zeroed in on 7A. These were some of the games that I was watching. Parkview will advance to play East Coweta. I was watching that game, East Coweta versus Marietta. The Indians defeated them 37-28 on Friday. So that'll be a really good matchup to watch this week. Parkview versus East Coweta. Yep, that's going to be that's going to be a real interesting one. And uh, I think that you're going to whatever team gets the stop is mm-hmm. probably going to be the one that's going to stick with you. Uh, across the board, seventeen lower seeds got mm-hmm. wins. Wow. We figured there were going to be some threes knocking off some twos. We had some fours uh, knocking off some ones as well. We'll get into that with Marvin James of WMAZ with one specific four knocking off a one coming up around the corner. What else was on your mind? We'll talk about this one, too, with Marvin. But number two, Colquitt County took an early lead over Brookwood and never looked back, defeating the Broncos 49-3. to The Packers will face Walton in round two on Friday. That's going to be a good one. Number four, Collins Hill pulled away from Alpharetta 21 to nothing in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. They went on to win 42-7 to and will face Denmark next. Roswell versus Mill Creek was a close one. The Hornets won by just one point, 28-27. Roswell will face North. Norcross. And the last one on my list, North Gwinnett defeated Cherokee 29-16. to The Bulldogs will now play West Forsyth. Yeah, a couple on my board. Lincoln County, a big underdog, knocked off Chattahoochee County in single-A public. So that was one that uh, stuck on my board. Uh, you know, you look at just a lot of first-time winners. Congrats to places like River Ridge, who mm-hmm. won for the first time in overtime over Kennesaw Mountain. Uh, also, you know, you look at uh, Cherokee Bluff, a very young school, got into the the postseason for the first time this year. So good win for them. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the the top seeds went through, and so it's going to be interesting as we're filling out all of our brackets in pen now mm-hmm. with uh, what's going on. So it's going to be really interesting, especially here in round two. And we got a guest. Our guest, and we talk a lot about Middle Georgia, and we talk about a lot of these games that we just mentioned with Marvin James, the WMAZ sports anchor. Hey, Marvin. Hey, how are you? All right, Marvin. You know, we really can't officially start this particular segment without a particular start. And, and I think that you you know what I'm talking about here. Every single Friday night, you start by asking a particular person a particular task. So do you want to go ahead and kick us off this week? I'd say, Mr. Collinsworth, let go. There you go. Oh, my. See, now this is where Hannah comes in and asks her question. (laughs) I still don't know what question you want me to ask, John, but the let go is what got me so tickled during last year's championships. Yes. John completely caught me off guard when we were going to highlights and he goes yes. and I yes. laughed for 20 minutes and could not <laughs> compose myself on TV. You know, we don't have prompter oh. or anything during championships. We're just going right, by the right. seat of our pants and I could not concentrate and I completely lost it and that was amazing. Well, it was very entertaining. He actually saw me um, prior to and told me that he was going to do it. And I said, okay, well, if you could fit it in. But he he managed, in typical John fashion, he managed to fit it in. And it was hilarious. Actually, oh as soon as he did it, I started getting texts and <laughs> inboxes immediately. People were like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. So it was it made my day. It was it was amazing. Even though uh, my alma mater lost that day and it poured down raining immediately yeah. after it made my day. That was so good stuff. Where did that start? Um, 
Honestly, just just the kids. The kids are always like, if you if you're ever around any game or anything like that, they're always saying, "Let's go, let's go," and you know, and in typical, um, what is it, Southern drawl, you know, you just slur things together, and it went from "Let's go" to "Lego," and um, we used to start the show off every. Every every football Friday night we have a show from eleven thirty to uh, twelve o'clock. Excellent plugs are nicely um, done. Yeah, you know after after our um, our news at eleven, so um, we just would kind of just give a quick tease of where we went, and we had four guys, and they would all say where they went, and then I was the last guy, and I would say, you know, and I'm coming from Warner Robins, so get ready, we're about to start the show. Lego, and it just <laughs> it stuck and. And I, I can't tell you how many times I go to, well, I can't tell you now because of, of COVID, but when I go out to restaurants or out in public, <laughs> people are always like, let out? And like, it's like behind my back and I'll turn around and they'll start smiling and stuff like that. So it kind of stuck around here. So I, I kind of um, stuck. <laughs> well, and, and re- I didn't realize how long I've been doing it until I started seeing some of these Facebook memories, um, Facebook memories pop up. But yeah, they just kind of like it. So I'll do it until they tell me to stop and they get tired of it. I'm sure somebody is tired of it. But. Well, I'm glad he warned you because if you go back and watch that show, they never muted my mic. So I'm laughing <laughs> underneath the entire highlight. I'm laughing when we come back on camera. I'm laughing sending it. And I remember um, somebody after the show was like, well, y'all y'all are getting a little silly. And I was like, John's getting silly. Well, duh. <laughs> oh if, you, if, you're, if you can't have fun doing well, sports and you're not doing it right. <laughs> Exactly. And I mean, and I, and I've got to tell it. you, I really want to thank John for that. I want to thank you both. I mean, that was, that was pretty awesome. I mean, let's, let's be real. When the state championships are on, you guys are like must see TV, everybody across the state and, you know, neighboring states that can get it are watching. So, you know, everybody's dialed in and for you to do that, um, that was just, that was pretty awesome for, for me. And I, I just really appreciate oh, it. Oh, dude, it's, it's, you're, you're part of the Thank fabric, you, yeah. you're part of the fabric of the state. And for me to have an opening like that, where I can toss to a central Georgia highlight package and, and, and hijack one of your lines, of course, I'm going to hijack one of your lines. Are you kidding? <laughs> just warn me next time, John. No. Well, yes, the rest <laughs> North and South North and South Georgia may have been confused, but yes, definitely. <laughs> I was confused. Hannah yes. was con- Hannah was convulsing in laughter. All right, before oh, before we continue to talk about this the entire time, uh, surprises in round one. I guess from thirty thousand feet. What's your view of round one from a Central Georgia perspective? Okay, well, um, Central and um, Northeast, two teams from Macon. Um, pretty exciting news for for both those squads um, taking wins on um, Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, we had split days. Right. Um, um, especially Central. Central, this is a special year for those guys. Um, this um, is their, what, 45th anniversary? Their last time a team from Macon won the state championship was 1975. Right. Roger Jackson and those guys um, won it from Central. And so this is a special year for them. They've had some really good wins. And, and for them to go on the road and, and get a win over Liberty County was a, a pretty big deal. Um, Dodge County won. Blackley County won. Um, um, Perry won. And Baldwin won. So we're, we're not looking too bad. Warner Robins won. I think we're all expecting that. But um, those were probably the biggest things that I was um, most uh, I won't say surprised, but pleasantly surprised about, and I'm glad to see that Central and Northeast won big. Elaborate on Warner Robins a little bit. That's where you are right now, correct? That's where you're based out of? Yes. 
Yes. Tell me uh, about the team this year and how impressed you were with them. Um, it's hard to say that Warner Robins continues to get better because um, they've been so good for a long time. Mm-hmm. This is their um, third straight time they've been to a state championship and come up empty-handed. Um, this year, they look like they're on on point to go again, um, led by quarterback Jalen Addy, who is um, oh, yeah. really good, a dual-threat quarterback who can throw it and run it um, as well as, as anybody. Um, they have a kid named Ahmad Walker, who is a fullback slash running back, and he's just a great leader. He's being recruited by everyone from um, Liberty, Georgia Southern, a lot of mid-majors. He's doing really well. And, um, you know, they're just, they're just a really strong team. Uh, I think the team is, is really, um, you know, represents the fabric of their head coach. And um, second-year head coach Marquise Westbrook is doing such a great job um, coming in and continuing laying the foundation of what uh, Mike Chastain did a couple of years ago. Um, their offense is really fun to watch. They're wide open. They do a lot of dink and dunk, um, but they just are constantly moving up and down the field. They score a lot of points, and their defense shuts down a lot of people. Victor Burley, he's a sophomore. He's been recruited by all the SEC. He's been offered by everybody in the SEC. He's a big-time defensive tackle. He's about 6'4", um, 290. So it's just it's just a fun team to watch. Um, they put a lot of points on the board, and they, they shut a lot of people out of the end zone. So big win for them over um, Union Grove on Friday night. And they're just looking to um, pick up steam and hopefully seal the deal um, in a state championship. And they are in a murderous quadrant where they've got Woodward Academy coming to town, but then they've also got sure. the possibility of the, and you know, if they get through that one, which everyone's anticipating they are, it's the winner of Decatur and BT mm. to finish up your quadrant. I mean, that's that's what we get because of of how things are, are mixed up in year to year with uh, all of the, the rotations, but that is a murderous quadrant upper right. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And I think these guys really, they, they relish the, the, the competition from that. Because if you look at it um, a couple of years ago when they first entered the state championship run um, against Rome, you know, Rome was the big guy on the block. You know, they had been back-to-back state champs and they pretty much, um, you know, just ran through Warner Robins because they were just that much better. But now Warner Robins is that team, you know, four years straight or three years straight, they've gone to the state championship. So everybody is looking at Warner Robins as being the team to beat. So I'm sure Blessed Trinity and I'm sure Woodward and all those guys know that they're coming into a a place or or, or facing a team that pretty much has a lot of momentum and a lot of experience on their side. I mean, it's not too many times you can have a a senior that has played, you know, um, we're talking about, entering 45, almost 60 games. 11 billion. Yeah, yeah, almost 60 games as a um, as a high school player. So um, not saying that it's going to be a cakewalk, but I just say these guys know how to, to play in the big moments, and, and they really look forward to it. So that's the thing that makes them, um, you know, pretty special. Black Lake County, another big team you cover. They're seven and three under Vaughn Lasseter. Big Mims. Big Mims. They will play early county. They got through one seed Vidalia in round one of the playoffs. Playing early county. What are your thoughts on Black Lake County this year? Black Lake County has been really well. They, um, I've seen them play uh, at least three or four times, and I know Vaughn really well when he coached with um, 
um, Houston County and Jake Fromm for all those years. Mm -hmm. um, they're just a strong team. I mean, you talk about Big Mims. This kid is like the real deal. Mm -hmm. When you come, when you get in this stadium, there's no <laughs> doubt when you're like, everybody's always asking, you know, who's the five star on the game? Like, take a look on the field and you see he's <laughs> who's this huge shoulders. guy towering uh, over everybody down there. <laughs> it doesn't look real. <laughs> to see a kid that big in high school, I'm just like, wow. I remember um, watching them play South Atlanta, and they beat South Atlanta very, you know, convincingly. And look at how well South Atlanta is playing right now. They're also in the second round yep. of the state playoffs. So I think that, you know, um, the what, what you get with um, that coaching staff um, over there at Blakely County, they have a lot of um, top-notch coaches on that staff. Stacey Noble, who used to be – the um, head coach at West Lawrence and um, big standout at Liberty when he played back in the day, um, you know, and you look at Vaughn and what he's bringing to the table. There's just a lot of um, um, experience on that, that coaching front. And the team is just really strong. Um, Dom Sasser is a quarterback who kind of leads the team and it kind of runs through him. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I know they're hungry. Um, I know they, they didn't finish the regular season like they wanted to winning a region championship. They lost um, their, well, I think they're the third seed, but they're not a typical number three seed. So you're going to get a lot from that team. Marvin James, sports anchor extraordinaire, WMAZ-TV down in Macon, hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast this week. Let me go to AAA and, and let me ask you, for, for those that haven't had the chance to see what Chad Campbell has been building at Peach, what are they missing out on when they've seen, uh, when you and I have been able to see what Chad has been able to do over a long period of time, a sustained period of time? And Peach County had uh, no problems with one of the best nicknames in the state, the Adam Smashers of Johnson Savannah last week. <laughs> but what are folks missing out on by not knowing about Peach County? I mean, I think, I think, you know, people just take it for granted. Sometimes they take it for granted when they see teams repeatedly at the top and they just say, oh, they just got great athletes. And, they, and that is true. But it also takes a mastermind. And, and what he's been able to do um, in years past has been just, just that short of amazing. Of course, he has the Kyrus, um Jacksons, who's, who's starting at Georgia right now. And, you know, and he has Jack Wes Jackson, who is over at um, Georgia Tech playing linebacker. But, you know, those guys are far and in between. Obviously, you'll have the ones that come through, but he it, it just does a great job with, with chess, with, with setting things up. And even this year, it's been even more difficult now because of um, things with the COVID protocols. Right. And he's had some issues with that the last couple of weeks where he's had to switch guys over that have never played a position, but try to put them in the best situation. I mean, you talk about that Denver Broncos situation mm -hmm. on Sunday. Yeah. And, um, and Chad is like, yeah, let me tell you, I got some stories because he's <laughs> – <laughs> He's literally swapping people in and out and still coming out with a 47 nothing win. Mm -hmm. And people just say, well, that's just, you know, that's Peach County. But no, I mean, I think you have to give credit where credit is due. He's also been a team that has been in the state championship, you know, I think two out of the last three or four years. So, um, you know, and we all know what happened um, a couple of years ago when they played Calhoun, yeah. um, you know, that controversial ending. But, you know, it was it was still – that team, that Peach County team, and they're, they've just been juggernauts. They, they call themselves the Black Hats, and they play 48 minutes of Black Hat football. And I'm telling you, once you played against the Peach County team, you know you've been there. Win, lose, or draw, you're going to have respect for those guys. Those guys will hit you and hit you and hit you. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of – it's, it's a, a, something to sight to see. When we talk about coaching staffs. His brother, Lee Campbell, mm -hmm. was also uh, defense coordinator yep. over there. 
and you know, and he won a couple state championships when he was at Hawkinsville. Yep. So to have two coaches on the same staff that have won state championship teams, you know, have state championship caliber, you know, that's quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. So what, I'm, I'm what, always, do you, what do you think Thanksgiving dinner's like with Lee and Chad? Oh man, the table? yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me let me show you my ring. Let me show you my ring. Let's bring up this defense. Yeah, so they're, they're they're definitely a a one of the top program top tier programs in the state, bar none, bar classification. I put them up against anybody because they definitely produce. In John and I's fashion, we're not going in any particular order here. So I was going to try to go up to 4A, but you know, we're going to go back down the single A public. Brooks County in Dublin jumps off the bracket page to me. How big of a matchup is that? Oh. Yeah, that's a rematch, right? Yeah, there, right? yeah um, rematch of double A's title game last year. Yeah, so now they both dropped to single uh, A. One seed Shamrock versus two seed. That's I'm sure Maurice Freeman is probably um, going to be taped up and spatted up and ready to go because uh-huh. he, he was ready to play last year. <laughs> oh, look uh-huh. at that, that big monument of a man when he comes out there with that uh-huh. sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, um, the Shamrock Bowl is not a place you want to play. No. Um, just, it, it's just an amazing high school um, experience. And, you know, um, that's one thing, Brooks, I'm sure they've been there before and they know how it is and and, and – Dublin obviously is not not a fraction of what they were last year. Last right. year was something truly special. Yeah. It was like a Joe Burrows type moment right there um in Dublin. Uh-huh. But um they definitely they definitely aren't aren't slacking. You know, they're really, really good. Um Coach Roger Holmes has those guys ready to play and they know how special this is. And I think the the community knows now, they appreciate, look you don't get a chance to win a state championship every day and we're getting close. So they know what they have to do to go out there and support. Um, they have another uh, amazing rushing attack that is just like 2000 yard rushers. So, I mean, you, you got to stop them. There, there's no question. They're going to pretty much just line up and tell you, we're not going to throw the ball. Delaware we're, right tea, we're coming right at you. <laughs> yeah, We're going to run right here. We're going to run right here. You know, so you got to stop them. And they're another physical team, you know, another great program that, um, you know, I, I, I put up there with a, a bunch of them in, in the state. So um, it's, it's going to be exciting atmosphere. Like I said, there's nothing like the Shamrock Bowl on a Friday night. All right. One more team that I wanted to get into uh, discussion with. And this coach has been a part of the fabric of Central Georgia football in, in different uniforms. And now he's doing it at Jones County with what Mike Chastain has done up there at Jones. They got the Duke. They held on with the, the win over Wayne County, 27-25. Uh, Justin Rogers was there before he went to Colquitt. Mike Chastain was at Warner Robins before he's at Jones. What has it been like to see what Mike has done there in gray? It was great to see a great transition from that, too, because Justin was such a great guy. I got a chance to catch up with him this this year when he came down. Um, Colquitt played Northside, and they beat them up pretty good. But he's, 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 he's just a great guy. And for Mike to go ahead and transition to go over to Jones, I think was a, a great fit. I think it kind of um, surprised a couple, you know, some people. But um, it was just a great fit. And what he's been able to do there, I mean, this year – I knew it was going to be a fall off because he was losing a quarterback. Um, this is his second season, so he had to really find a quarterback of his own. They started off 0-4, and, um, you, know, uh, you know, anytime you start off 0-4, I don't care where you are, there's going to be grumblings everywhere. Yeah. But um, he definitely has right at the ship, came back to win the region, um, come back with a, um, a first-round region win, I mean, first-round playoff win, and their, their position in the place that they want to be. I think this team really is humble. 
because they know they can be beat, but at the same time, they know they're pretty good. So um, it's going to be exciting. And if you've ever if you've been to uh, the barking lot, is what they call it. <laughs> up there in the um, they have got a lot of things going on. They got the new light system. Light like, show you know, and like, everything, man. SEC is going on, and it is big time. And they're playing up to it. I think anytime a kid can play, you know, in a stadium like that, you know, because everybody's not going to go to um, Georgia and Alabama's, but, you know, that's a great experience. And they definitely live up to it on Friday night. The whole town is uh is 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 in the stands and they're cheering on their their hounds. So yeah, I'm excited about what um Coach Estain has a chance to do, and then they and I know they they possibly have a chance to play Warner Robins, which would also be a good Ooh, um, irony. Wow, wow, mm-hmm. both of them have a lot in common with one another. Uh huh. We've covered a lot of the top matchups in Middle Georgia. I know that's your specialty. Are there any other teams around the state that you are excited to watch in round two of the playoffs? Um, it's kind of hard to really look outside, but, mm-hmm. you know, when I hear those names that come up, we always look at the, the scores uh, and see, I mean, like, you know, Colquitt, obviously, because I have an affection uh, with um, Coach Justin Rogers. Um, Calhoun, I'm always looking to see what they're going to do. Um, they got a set of twins up there that are playing really well, Christian and Chris um, Lewis, that are doing well for um, the Jackets. Um, I just kind of always keep in South Atlanta um, just because they came through here and, and I've seen the turnaround that they, they're they doing um, and making a, a run for AA State Championship. So um, Central Georgia keeps me plenty busy, but, you know, like I said, I'm a football fan. So anybody, anytime I can hear any of the scores or check out a game or, or just, you know, I get that Georgia high school football daily that comes in and I'm always checking out the scores and stuff like that. So, I'm excited to see um, how the playoffs continue to progress. I mean, we're here the week after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. <laughs> 7A, Colquitt County versus Walton. That's going to be a good one. That might be one of my yeah, top is games. That, is, that, is that the pig pen? Is that Moultrie? Yeah, it's at the hog pen. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, the hog pen? Yeah, it's hard to play there. I played there in high school. It's a hard place to play. Um, the fans are obviously, you know, Crazy. I heard Coach Probst just got his 300th win. Yeah, down at Valdosta last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, that place is just crazy to play. And um, Walton's going to come there and I'm sure they're going to air it out. But, you know, I mean, the one thing about um, South Georgia football, they're very physical. And um, that team is very physical and very fast um, watching them play against Northside earlier this year. So um, definitely going to have my um, ears out listening for that, um, that matchup. All right. So one more before we go. And mm-hmm. knowing that you are an alum of Warner Robins High, went to go play mm-hmm. at Georgia Southern, and you know what it means, you know what high school football, you know what college football means to the state of Georgia and specifically to central Georgia. We lost someone uh, a very short time ago that meant a lot to you, and this is how long I've been trying to get our schedules together so you could be here on the show. When uh, the Warner Robins community and all of Georgia high school football lost Robert Davis, for someone who didn't know Coach Davis, I know he was a great mentor to you, what did Robert Davis mean to Georgia high school football? You can't mention um, middle Georgia football without bringing up Coach Davis. I mean, he's a man who won three state championships, 76 and 81 were both also the mythical national championships on paper by USA Today. 
and then he won one in 88. Um, he left Warner Robins, went to uh, Westside and put that program on the map and finished as the third highest winningest coach in the state of Georgia. Um, scores and scores of young men he sent off to college, um, scores and scores of young men he sent off to be productive citizens um, at the next level. He was just a, um, a truly a great man. And uh, I think I, I had a lot, I learned a lot from him as a player, but the best part about him that I always remember was knowing a lot about him as a friend and mentor after I graduated, after I graduated from college and got the chance to work with him as a journalist to a coach. And there were so many times I'd go to practice and I'd be in awe and I'd go right back into that um, 16, 17 year old mode whenever he was talking because I had that so much respect for him. Uh, I remember a story that um, I went to a game, a practice, and there was a young kid that was um, kicking and it was starting to get dusk and he was kicking these extra points and he was lining the ball up by himself and he was just kicking. And I said, coach, it's getting dark out there, man. He's not going to be able to see anymore. He goes, oh, he'll be all right. He said, I, I told him if he don't get start kicking better, he ain't going on the road trip with us on this Friday. And I said, really coach? And he said, he ain't figured out. He's the only kicker we got. So he's got to go whether he makes it or not. <laughs> That's just the kind of guy he was. He was a great, great, just um, brain trust when it came to the game and he knew how to get the best out of you and to motivate you and push you. And we definitely lost a, a, a great one. And I, I still kept up with him um, over the last couple of years. I got a chance to see him a couple of times this, this year before he passed, you know, and I'm thankful for that. Even with COVID, um, obviously I used to go and see him at the hospital um, before everything broke out. And then I got a chance to see him at, when he was at a, a rehab center through the window, but um, just a great man. I love him to death. I love him so much. I love his family. And um, like I said, you can't talk about Central Georgia football. I mean, we can't talk about state of Georgia football, mm -hmm. Georgia football, period, without talking about um, Robert Davis. All right, time for the blatant promo. For those that want to follow you, follow everything that's going on there in Central Georgia with what you're doing and what you and, you and uh, Frank and Ben and everybody are doing down there at WMAZ, how do they do it? All right. Well, you can follow me on all platforms, Instagram or Twitter at SportsGuyMarv, um, at 13WMAZ um, News. Um, that's also where you can get the scores and, and highlight clips that we'll be posting every Friday and all through the week. I do. We cover a lot of Mercer basketball and all, all things high school. So anything in this area. You want to follow me at, at SportsGuyMarv or 13WMAZ News. And then on football on Friday nights at 11.35, football Friday night um, on CBS. Um, you can, that's Channel 4 in your Cox Cable in this area or 13WMAZ. So you can catch us there. And we have um, Frank, um, Ben Jones, and Avery Braxton, mm -hmm. Carlos Stevens. We're going to bring you nothing but um, the great highlights of all the – happens here in the state man and we're excited to bring it to you well you said it i just followed you i don't know how <laughs> we're not following each other already but i just followed you on twitter so everybody out there oh go, I see go you, him. yeah there you go I, got you. <laughs> I just followed you back there you oh, go thank nice you profile picture. Where's, where where are you in that profile is that bama that is not alabama that is from last football season up in Flowery Branch, and um, oh. one of our crew members actually took that for me and 
I was so impressed with how it came out that it's now my new profile picture. So I mean, it's it's really good. The confetti is coming down right there. Oh, the confetti. Okay, the profile picture is from Flowery Branch last season. The confetti is from an Alabama national championship. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, see. Oh, 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 the profile picture is, oh, yes, honey. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. the lighting. Yes. See, now you the get The lashes. Yes, come through oh lashes. Oh, my God, oh. yes. Yeah, see? You know, the appreciation it. for this uh-huh. is making my entire day. Yes. Well, uh, Mark, hey. hey, dude. Thank you for doing this. I, I really appreciate it, and I'm glad that we finally Thanks got to connect. Me, oh yeah, it's, it was a it was a no brainer because you're you're in the middle of it all, and I mean that both fit, uh, figuratively and literally. So, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so thanks for doing this. We'll be keeping an eye on stuff, and obviously. Uh, I will be uh, texting you the entire time, but thanks for being a part of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. You are awesome. Go enjoy your lunch and stay away from shopping. Oh, definitely. No, uh, Amazon, I need to remove it from my computer. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> be good, my friend. I love you very much. All right, y'all. Y'all be blessed. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, bye. Bye-bye. I don't think you've still stopped laughing. I haven't. I was actually having to mute my mic during the podcast because I still get tickled thinking about that moment. I have never been so uncomposed on air in my entire 10-year career than that moment, and it still makes me laugh to this to this very second. Well, but that's the fun part about high school. That's one of the reasons that it's fun yeah. to, to do what we do because, you know, and I mentioned it to, to Marvin when we were talking to him. It's like any, any chance I get, where we can sit there and connect with a local viewer who, who might just only see us on TV or see us as we're on a sideline or something for a game where a, south, a Southern team comes north. Any chance that I get where I can connect to a viewer like that and steal one of Marvin's lines, I'm going to do it just because it's fun. And, and it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it kind of reminds us all that we're all in this as one big state for high school football. And a quick humble brag, after that halftime show, we Mm. were in just such joyous moods. Uh Our very next kickoff 30-minute show before the next game was Emmy nominated. Uh, So we submitted that, and we got a little nomination. We didn't win, but (laughs) it was a fantastic next show, and everybody said the next show was the best one. So you know what? Thank you, Marvin. Yes, thank you, Marvin. Uh, This Friday, what do we have? All right, our round two playoff game will be Lowndes at North Cobb. The five-time state champions and 2019 finalists, the Vikings, will hit the road to Kennesaw to face a talented Warrior team. The winner of our game will face the winner of Archer versus Milton in round three. That's going to be a tough test to get through. But Lowndes at North Cobb, I am so excited to get the Vikings on air. All right, and what else is on your mind for matchups this weekend? Let me pull There's like up a my bracket. Yeah, so pull up your brackets, and I'll defer. Uh, I won't. I won't mention others until you mention yours. Okay. Yeah, you got it. You got your bracket. Well, I'm looking at seven A. Okay, so then and you got seven A. I've already said this one, but yeah. Walton at Colquitt County is right. going to be on my list. Okay. Parkview East Coweta. Right. Let me let me work my way down because, ooh, Harrison Harrison versus Grayson. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good one. Phil Maffa. Yeah. Any update on him? No, we need an update on him. Phil was taken off the field. Uh, right knee injury was what they were looking at. Nothing definitive as of yet. Obviously, that'll be one of the big storylines this week. In 6A, while you're looking for others. Okay, you Do- go. Uh, Rush Probst, remember, got his 300th win mm-hmm. there at Evans. 
Uh, Carrollton gets a home game. Buford gets a home game. Langston Hughes is at Glen Academy. That's a big one. Roman River Ridge. Brunswick and Lee County. Richmond Hill and Westlake. Sneaky good game in 6A. Mm -hmm. Matt Lazat and Richmond Hill comes north to take on Westlake. So that one's going to be a good one as well. Decula and Alatoona. 5A Ware County hits the road. They have to go to Creekside. Cartersville and Pius. That game could go either way. Great contrast to styles there. Cartersville with their wide-open offense. St. Pius wants to run the football and be out of there in an hour and a half. Calhoun and Clark Central. Coffee on the road again, but they're at Stars Mill. We talked about Woodward Academy, Warner Robins, Griffin, and Jones with Marvin. In uh, Quad A, some of the highlights. Caro's at Benedictine. Hapefield Charter and Jefferson, low left. That one's going to be a good one. What's on your mind? Flowery Branch, Marist. Yep. Low right, that's going to be a great matchup. Yep, Triple A. You've got uh, Appling County with a home game. Thompson and Peach. Central Macon has to go to Blackshear to take on Pierce Crisp at ARC. Crisp. Crisp is going to be at ARC. Two great stories there as well. Cedar Grove, the three seed, has to go to Rockmart. I think this is the first time that these two teams will have ever played, but it's going to be a heavyweight battle there. Models at Rabin, Thomasville's and Dodge in a double-A. Lovett and Callaway. We talked about Bleckley and Early with Marvin. Heard County, Fannin County, great run so far by Fannin County this season. Fitzgerald's got a home game. Jeff Davis, one of the best games of the weekend. Jeff Davis from Washington County is a 2-3. Jeff Davis has to go to Jeff Coe. So it's Jeff Davis and Jeff Coe in AA. Uh, Class A private, you've got uh, PAC hosting Darlington. Stratford's at Eagles Landing Christian. Class A public, Mitchell County and Metter. Where what? Where what? Everything is just better and better. There we go. Warren County and Macon County, Gordon Lee and Commerce. Wilcox and Irwin, old region rivals going at Such it there. Such a good one. Lincoln County, Hancock Central. Good news out of Sparta this past week with their win. Clinch County and Pelham. Brooks and Dublin, obviously the heavyweight battle in single A. Public, what else is on your mind? North Cobb Christian. I did it again. Cobb. North, North Cobb Christian. North Cobb Christian Wesleyan. Yes. That's a good one. Yep. So I think that's a show. There are so many we love amazing all of our games this equally. Friday. I cannot wait for Friday. So what's round the, two? What's the plan? What's the plan for what? Broadcast Friday. The usual. We got to tell folks. Recruiting twenty twenty comes on at seven. Okay. Kick off with uh, mm-hmm. Lounge at North Cobb a little after seven thirty. Mm-hmm. The uh, halftime show with you. Absolutely. Where and you're going to have your scores. Both of us. Yes. Yep. And score, score updates. updates all night long. Brackets. Fill a mountain pen. All of that stuff is. Good. Don't miss Counting on the Kickoff Wednesday at 5. What? Live at 5. Live at 5 on Facebook Live. Yeah, right? yeah. And like, friend, be a part of the conversation on GPB Sports uh, on the app. Don't forget to download the app. Available iOS and Android. Mm-hmm. It is also on Facebook. We want to get to 40,000 likes. Yes. Because we're getting close. We need like 2,500 likes to get us to 40,000. We got huge milestones last year. We got tens of thousands of new subscribers, likers, followers. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. So, and we're doing really great this year too. We're just happy to hear from you guys, and we'd love to hear from you guys more. You know, send us a DM or yeah. tweet at us, or get you know, come on uh, Wednesday, counting on a kickoff, and get into the comment section, and we want to hear from y'all. Yep. So, also on YouTube and Instagram mm-hmm. as well. What are you on Twitter? I am at Hannah C. Gooden, and I am at OSG Nelson. So, for at Hannah C. Gooden, for at OSG Nelson, for the irreplaceable Sean Powers, that is the first playoff version of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy the game.